A sound soul dwells within a sound mind and a sound body. your pile of everything geeky and berry as always i'm your mama bear the yeti with me this week i have the lovely the talented jonathan moore say hi jonathan hi jonathan and with us this week we have back uh bear pile veteran tyler albright say hi tyler hi and we have no longer bear pile virgin danny say hi danny hello and this week we are continuing our discussion on animation. This time we are journeying to the land of the rising sun and we are discussing Eastern animation. We're going to move forward. Uh, so let's go around and we're going to, I'm going to start this off by let's mention our favorite piece of Eastern animation. Uh, Danny, why don't we start with you? Oh God! Um, I'd have to say, actually, it's a movie. It's, um, it's um, one of Sasha Cohen's um, first ones. It's called Perfect Blue. I think I've seen that one. Oh, is, it's good. Is that the one with the stalker guy? Yep. Yeah, I've seen that one. I thought that that one was kind of creepy. It's 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 very creepy, and it completely fucks with your head. It's just it's it's an enema of a movie. <laughs> You know what? I used to confuse that movie constantly with Blue Gender, which oh, yeah. has absolutely nothing to do with each other, but I just am and weird and I confuse things. Uh, so, Tyler, what about you? Well, I'm going to cheat a little bit and kind of lump my favorites into one and just say um, any of Rumiko Takahashi's works. Um I always I grew up just like watching um Ranma, Ranma one half. Um and Inuyasha, I really like both of those. Um, along with, there's also Meizani Koku, Uruzayatsuda. Like, I've watched all of them and read them all. Um, I'm looking forward to the newest one being made into an anime, which is Kyokai Norine, which is just a, a manga. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so, like, they just announced it, like, last week that they're going to make an anime out of it. And I'm just like, finally. So that'll be out next year. And I'm super, super excited kind of a mix of Rama and Inuyasha, like, almost in the middle. So it's a demon-fighting, gender-swapping demon, kind of? (laughs) Well, it's kind of like the setting is a little more like um, Inuyasha, I guess. It's it's a little closer, but it it has more of the comedy that um, Rama had. and it's actually the narrative is a little more episodic in nature, so it's it'll be more like Rama in that way. Um, but it's really good so far, and the characters are they're not like you know copy paste of of other series, so I think they're pretty unique. 
I have one requirement of this anime. I require that the two romantic leads follow each other around, occasionally screaming each other's names, and by occasionally, I mean constantly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would be great. Maybe in the anime, let's be like, Ine, Sakura! Ine, Sakura! I don't know, we'll see. <laughs> How many Japanese female oh. characters are named Sakura? Yeah, I don't even fucking know. A lot. But her last name is pretty uncommon. Mamiya. Like, I haven't... That's not a common name I've seen. Well, there we go. At least at least one thing is uncommon about a female anime character. <laughs> yeah. John, I, I almost... Uh, I hesitate to ask, but do you have a favorite uh, Eastern bit of animation? Well, I, I, did, I did watch one when I was with Danny visiting. Um... What was that one called, baby? Do you remember? There was well, we watched a couple of things. The, the, the one of them, one of one of the things we watched the most of was was Last Airbender, which is an anime. But um, let's see what else did we watch? Oh, was anime. Yeah, I think that's the one I like. Yeah, that's not anime, baby. Sorry. We'll we'll actually talk about Avatar: The Last Airbender in well, a couple of minutes. Eastern. Did you say it was Chinese or something? It has uh, Didn't Avatar you the say Last. It was Chinese or something. Avatar the Last Airbender has roots in uh, India, Japan, China. Um, hell, it's pretty even much. heavily implied that there's Inuit culture in there. Yeah, but pretty much everywhere in Asia and some and some Native American as well. It's it's all sorts of things. It's a very big mate. We'll we'll talk more about Avatar the Last Airbender because I think it it straddles the line of what we're talking about. But yeah. uh, well, since it's made in America, well, didn't we also watch another one. Like, what, 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 I think what, what, there was one what, that you showed me though, baby. That was like, what was it called? There was what, one what, that you showed me that was like, it was basically dramatic. It was it was situation wasn't dramatic, but the person's reactions and music made it dramatic. Do you remember that one? It was like some schoolgirl. You have described every anime like that has every, ever been. Yeah. I think you're. Um, I think I showed you clips of of. Um, oh God, what's it called? Um, Deer biscuit. Um, Deer biscuit. Yes, I think that was it. It was. It was. Um, oh, it was Nietzsche. Yeah, yeah. It was. The, it was the deer and like. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah, the oh. guy was dealing with the deer and like the girl was like. Oh, is it um Nietzsche Joe? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, love Nietzsche Joe. Oh okay, God. is that the one where the principal suplexes the deer? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yes. Okay. Now yeah. I understand what we're talking about. Okay. There's and there's a long there's a long drawn out sequence with them trying to trying to break a pumpkin, and they are completely unable to do it. No matter like they do all this crazy shit to it, and it doesn't break. <laughs> it's just this absolutely random, wonderful little series. It's it's one of the only only slice of life series that I actually enjoyed. Yeah, <laughs> it's really I'm, I'm not really I'm not really a slice of life guy myself either. Like even like the big ones, like yeah. Azumanga Daio does nothing for me. Oh no way! I I cry every time I watch the ending of that series. <laughs> like I never get to the ending. Like I'm always just like, eh, okay. Um, 
Yeah, I like I like Nietzsche Joe a lot because when when I watched it, I was actually in Japan at the time. So when I saw the episode with the deer, I was like just in Nada where all the deer are. So I thought oh. it was kind of funny. So I like totally related to that. I'll, um, I'll give I'll give like most uh, I'll give um, Azumanga Daioh this. It is much much more tolerable than Lucky Star. I've yep. never even. Star like like I avoid those series as I've because there are only like two that actually really even tolerate one of them is each Joe which I actually enjoyed and and Azumanga Daio which which was mostly mad but it had some really good moments yeah yeah I didn't like Lucky Star much either and I it started out okay but as it went on it was just like boring it was like, it all was the, super all boring like. Yeah. That way to me, though it's it's, it's like they always there are there are always like moments in them that are fun, but but it's sandwiched in these gigantic expanses of nothing. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Because like, how how long can you sit there and tolerate Konata licking her chocolate cornet? Like, I know, <laughs> and <laughs> like, and. Another, actually, another life slice of life series that I really liked, mostly just because it was so wacky, like Nichi Joe, was um, Pony Pony Dash. I I also really like that that uh, Daft Punk music video that's like an anime. There's a whole movie that is that. Oh they, really? I only yes. saw the one that was on like that? It's, MTV. It's, 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 it's Matsumoto. It's Interstellar. It's in, Interstellar nine something something something. I can't remember, but it looks amazing and it tells a really good story. It's Galaxy Express three nine. Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. There, there, there's actually a number of movies, and and he's and he's actually done a couple other movies as well that aren't from that universe. But yeah, there's and there's also TV series. It's this massive franchise that we don't really. It never really caught on over here, mm-hmm. but it's fucking huge in Japan. There was like a 300, 400 episode TV series, um, several OVA series based on side characters, like Captain Harlock is kind of a big thing over there. He's from that. Oh, wait, this is an actual series? I thought that they like just made a movie based on Discovery. No. Oh, wow. I had no idea that there was an actual series behind this. Um, oh, I haven't said my favorite stuff yet. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, you guys are going to hate me, because this is going to take forever. Uh, I currently have a five-way tie for favorite anime of all time. And it's it's very difficult to puzzle out. It is uh, Yu Yu Hakusho, um, Full Metal Alchemist, not Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, Full Metal Alchemist. Thank you. Um, or in High School Host Club, uh, yeah. Attack on Titan, and Puella Magi Madoka Magica. Oh, Madurker, as I like to call it. I, I like the original series. I, I'm trying not to get into any of the, like, the, the billion and six subsequent materials that have come out, because I yeah. don't want to sully the name. Yeah, I'm with you there. I just stuck with the main series, just because, I don't it's just too much. <laughs> like there's there are very few anime that use all of their time and like art so efficiently. And I think of that list only like Full Metal Alchemist um 
Actually, I think the only one that doesn't use its time efficiently in my top, like, five, was Yu Yu Hakusho, but it's based on a shonen, so what the hell can yeah, you do? Yeah, um, but shonen, it's not, it's not just a shonen series, it's a shonen tournament series, tournament fighting series. So, so it, automatically. It has its distinction, it has it has some one of the best stories of any tournament shonen I've ever seen. Yeah. It actually yeah, makes me care. I also thought it had kind of a delicious dub, even though it's like a bad '90s dub. But like, I can't help but like, it is a, it is not a bad '90s dub. But that dub is what makes that anime one of the best anime I've ever seen. Yeah, no, I was gonna say like, I can't, I can't watch it without hearing Kuwabara go, "You're a messy." <laughs> like, I, you want to see a bad '90s dub? We'll bring out Pokemon. You want to see how you did excellent dubbing in the '90s? You you watch Yu Yu Hakusho. I don't think it, it's not like bad, bad. It's just like it. There's just parts of it that are just like, eh, probably wouldn't fly nowadays. But it's it's. it's You'd endearing. be surprised. A majority of that, like, because what they did was they took a lot of the original jokes out, and they replaced them with jokes that actually make sense in context with American audiences. Uh-huh. So with Excel Saga too, and that was actually really successful. I think. Yeah. I love, dude. I love the dub for Excel. Like Justin Cook is extremely good at knowing like how to maneuver the writing of a dub so that it's just faithful enough to the source material that you can make fun of it. Mm-hmm. The only thing about the Excel Saga dub, speaking of which, that I was kind of sad about, and it's not like I mean, the first voice actress for Excel like literally had to stop because if she continued, it would like damage her vocal cords because it was that demanding. Yeah. But, like, yeah, the second I, Excel voice was just, ugh. Yeah, I agree. I, like, never recovered. Yeah, you can also probably tell from my list that I'm not a big, I guess I want to say classic anime fan. I think that anime really has gotten a lot better as it's gone on. I think that there are exceptions. Like, like the Alex Express 3.9 is one big one. Mm-hmm. Um it was actually just it was a, it was just an amazing work of art film like you should like like anyone who likes anime should see that movie it's like mm-hmm. it's it's quite essential and, i think uh, that, i think that there's stuff like that that it's like if you want to be a grade a otaku there's stuff that you need to see like yeah. don't call yourself an otaku if you haven't seen evangelion even if you didn't like evangelion i didn't like evangelion but i've seen it i didn't either <laughs> Like I, I get it. You're you're a whiny, ineffectual teenager, and for some reason, the world is in your hands. But there's only so much of that I can take. But I'll deal with it. Yeah, I had to like take a really long break from that, from from watching it. Just after he, after Shinji, just like jerked off. I was like, oh no, I'm I'm done. <laughs> well, it's just like I don't I don't care. I hate all of these people. Why yeah, the hell yeah, am I, I didn't here? Like any of them. Like I hate the protagonist because he's a whiny little bitch. I I hate his emotionless sidekick, the chick who frequently abuses him. The, his father who assassinates everybody who doesn't immediately agree with all of his cloning. Like there was nobody for me to root for. Nobody. That was kind of kind of the point, though. I <laughs> guess. It, it, see, that's the thing is I don't. If that's your point, then I I don't see what it what it's supposed to mean. Like uh, to me, Evangelion is uh, 
what what's the phrase uh the sound and fury signifying absolutely nothing yeah that's kind of how i felt about akita too and i know a lot of people really liked it i didn't like it all that much yeah yeah okay here's the thing here's the thing about akita is it was a very long manga series condensed into a two-hour movie yeah yeah, was, that, that's never good. So, like, you, you, there is no way to pop, to make any sort of sense out of what the fuck is going on in that movie unless you've read the manga. <laughs> it makes, but once you have, it's like, oh, okay, I see why these people are doing these things. It makes so much more sense. But it, without that context, it's just, it's, it's, it's wonderful animation, but it's, it doesn't. There's nothing there. It's just random people doing random things. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, but I think that there's classic anime that everybody should see. Like, I think that Evangelion is one, even though I don't like it, I think that you should see it because it's very influential. Yeah, Ghost in the Shell, another one. Ghost in the Shell, I would force people to watch because not only is that a good anime, it is a brilliant anime and it forces you to think. Like, not only the movie, but also the two subsequent series were incredible. I would say, too, I would add to that list just for being kind of, like, pioneers of the genre and just kind of bringing it to light. I'd say Sailor Moon for any of the Magical Girls series, even yep. even if it's repetitive, even if you don't like it, because I know the original series has a lot of filler and it's, like, it turns into kind of a Monster of the Week format. It's still a yeah, must-be. Exactly right. And it, I would also say um, Tenchi Muyo for yeah. um, Harem. Yeah. Any of the any of the good harem animes that yeah. you want to watch, and it had an actual story too, which is yeah. great. I mean, it, yeah. it's 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 it gets away with a lot because it's not a straight ahead harem anime. Like it, it yeah. is a harem anime, but it's also got space. Yep, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's actual stuff going on. It's not just oh, I I live with all these women who want my dick. <laughs> there's also like giant intergalactic space battles with weird yeah, tree men. Weird. And and, and and a and a cat rabbit thing that turns into a spaceship. So, <laughs> yeah, at, at some point you just deal with it. Yeah, I would definitely say uh, Sailor Moon's a really good one. Tenshi Muyo is a really good one. Um, Slayers is one that I would really suggest. Yes. Um, yes. Especially if you want to understand like '90s anime, because that's I actually think like Slayers is like the apotheosis of '90s anime. It's like every, like it condenses everything into 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 one series. Yep. It's got this. It's got the episodic format, the, the sort of humor, the animation style. It's it's just everything. I would uh, also because, say uh, Trigun. Uh, I, I don't know if it's just because it's a relic of my youth, but I think that Trigun was very telling because it's a very it, it's got a very confused sort of tone and i think that that's very prevalent in a lot of animes that start off kind of light and and spunky and get grittier later on actually you know what instead of trigun let's let's go to what heavily influenced trigun in my opinion um cowboy bebop yeah yes I think Cowboy Bebop is definitely where you go. I've seen that. I like that. You oh. can sit in the corner. 
Nobody wants your opinion. This is Cowboy Bebop. It is probably one of the... It's probably one of the best mixes I've seen of animation and music in a very long time. Yeah. Yeah, it was really unique for its time. Mm-hmm. And it's Yoko Kano. And then, so, 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 so for mine that I would that I would generally force people to watch, yeah. Um, another another one that I think kind of gets gets overlooked a lot these days is actually the Gundam series. <sighs> it's like like like, like Gundam like like I mean Gundam series. I don't actually even consider that a Gundam series. Really, is it? A, it's nothing like anything else in the series ever. I don't see. I've never found a Gundam like that series that kept my interest. Um, Gundam Wing was the closest thing. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say and Wing as well. When I go back to watch that, the, the, the Gundam Zero was was also actually very good. I think when I go back to watch Gundam Wing now, I just realize how one note all of the characters were. Well, yeah, the, yeah, yeah that, that was that was again that was that, that was kind of part of. The nineties, how how they how all series were in the nineties, his characters were archetypes. Like it, yeah. was, it was just it's just so lame because heroes always like heroes always like what is my honor and the Chinese guys always like I need to find integrity and Katra is constantly like we need to figure out peaceful ways and then he blows shit up and I'm just like well that's the opposite of what you were intending to do and I also liked I liked Seed. Um, but the first half of it was so frustrating to watch, just because like how the main character freaking annoying Flay is like yeah God, exactly pisses you. me off like she's so annoying and she's just constantly sitting there like why aren't you doing anything what about my dad ah I'm just like screaming at everybody oh, she's like, such God. a bitch to Lackus doesn't she like, die my... um yeah she yeah. She... Yeah, she blows up, and then, like, her yep. naked boob ghost, like, shoots at him. Yeah, yeah. I was like, finally. Because <laughs> especially <laughs> she was such a bitch to my favorite character, who is Lacus. but, yeah. <laughs> I, I only ever saw the first part of Seed, and then I never got to see the rest of it. Uh-huh. I remember yeah. that it had something to do with, like, rescuing a Japanese pop star at, at one point, and I was just confused. It, yeah, I, I have nothing. It's just, it was just terrible. I hated it. Yeah, if we're gonna go with mech series, I'm gonna go with Zoids. Sorry. Really? I love Zoids. Yeah. We're gonna criticize Gundam, but you're gonna go with Zoids. I love Zoids. Zoids is ridiculous, and I love it. Uh, they have a dinosaur a train, robot. I can't even with you right now. <laughs> they have a dinosaur robot that becomes a part of other dinosaur robots. Yeah, and they've been doing that since, you know, the 80s. Well, they've only had three series. I don't know. I love Zoids. It's it's wacky, it's ridiculous, and it has giant robot animals fighting other giant robot animals. I find it more interesting than, like, seeing one robot shoot a bomb into empty space and then that bomb explodes and all the robots in the general area also explode, but you don't see the robots explode. You just see the explosions of the robots exploding. Like, that's literally every combat scene in fucking Gundam. Not really. Sorry. It gets boring after a while. I don't know. I like... Zoids is more fun. What can I say? Yeah, okay. Whatever. 
<laughs> so. Anyway, I gotta, um, I gotta ask you guys about Japanese animation, but I mean, isn't there, you know, some Chinese animation starting to become better and, and things like that, and other and other animation, other places that are are developing their own animated styles? Not really. I mean, I mean, they have their own comic styles, like you have Mahua and. Yeah. Where the Chinese, mm-hmm. what the Chinese version is, but it, but they're, but like animation wise, not really like pretty much, pretty much Jap- Japan exports it to the rest of Asia. So I thought I saw a trailer for a Chinese animated movie that looked really good. Oh, yeah, there have been like trailers and like whispers. Um, but there hasn't been anything that can break into the cult realm just yet. In fact, I think you showed it to me. Yeah. And yeah. I know, like sometimes with um, I've I've noticed with like Korean dramas, some of the like there's there's actually some of the popular ones that come out that are actually based on Japanese manga anyway. Like yeah, you have got- um, Boys Before Flowers um, yeah. from Hanayori Dango, and then recently um, there's um, Nail Cantabile, which is um, based off of Nodame Cantabile. Uh, oh, really? I heard mm-hmm. about that one. Yep, it's on Hulu. <laughs> So, yeah, unfortunately, uh, I don't think that we're Japanese as Japan is ever going to lose its stranglehold on the animation market. I mean, they even, I wish that America would do some of the stuff that they're doing in Japan, and they've started to kind of do it with superheroes, but I wish that they would let, you know, a little bit more of that take over, because live action is limited. yeah. Animation is not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, I've had stories that I'm like... Yeah. I've had stories that I've written where I'm like, I would like this to be a comic book if it's going to be anything, but I would love it to be, like, an, a serious animated cartoon. Mm-hmm. You know? I think that there's a market for that, that Americans, for some reason... Well, and, and the thing is, is it costs just as much... It costs just as much to, you know, have someone sitting in a chair as to have, you know, all kinds of cool special effects in animation. Mm-hmm. So, it's well, much it, costs, it costs phenomenally less because you're not even getting the animation done in America nowadays. Like, yeah. the animation's all done in Korea. So it's it's just easier to deal with that way. Damn you, Kim. So we touched on it before, mm. um, and we've touched on it a little bit now with you know, the idea of an of a, a American anime, for want of a better term. But uh, let's talk about something that sort of straddles the line between Western and Eastern animation, now that we've talked about both a little bit. Um, we've mentioned it. It's uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. So it's, it's uh, a work where all the inspiration, all the mythology, all the art even, and even the animation style, they all come from the east but it's voiced and written by people in the west so is i guess that would be considered a, a western animation i generally tend to because it's because it's still it's like even if it's all inspired by asian stuff it's still kind of through the western lens it's not really from their own viewpoint of their own stuff it's still from our viewpoint of their stuff <laughs> I suppose yeah. uh, it's let me I'm gonna put it this way like I've studied a lot of 
Eastern culture, and I, I've made it a point to because it was something I wasn't exposed to even as an anime watcher. Like, we don't really notice how uh, westernized a lot of the anime that we see is. So, yeah. like, you don't really come across genuinely Eastern culture even in, like, a lot of different anime that we, we talk about. But Avatar The Last Airbender was one of the most consciously... Um, you know, appropriate things I've seen where they they consciously took cues from the cultures that they were appropriating and they made sure that they were represented well. Mm -hmm. I mean, they even managed to make a cartoon that embodied the Tibetan-Chinese mm -hmm. conflict and do it well. Yeah. So I have to give it major props for that and... I'm going to say that at least yeah. some part okay. of its heart belongs with the Western animation. Yeah, it wasn't a criticism at all. It's it, it, I'm just saying that why I don't consider it Eastern is because it's is because it's it's still it's still like our take on things. Yeah, and even if it, it it was really well, so it maybe was it, maybe more like, like I mean, I too have learned a lot over my lifetime about Eastern culture and stuff. Just because I have, especially like, especially like religion mythology. That's religion mythology is is kind of one of my personal major um, hobbies. Is 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 um, is like um, comparative mythology and that sort of thing. Yeah. And, um, and and I that was that was one of the things that I loved most about it was was the fact that it that it really nailed the feel like, like even if not the content like the feel of the different mythologies yeah but i love like the different ideals just like you know they have someone come and explain bits of hinduism um mm -hmm. throughout the series they explain a majority of what they explain is buddhism and yeah. like it's and what i what i loved is how easy it was to understand these philosophies from a child's point of view, and you were able to take in bits of Eastern culture, and, you know, just things that you would never learn as a Westerner, just through this cartoon that was made in the West. Yep. I, I absolutely love it. Plus, it's got tons and tons and tons so, of martial arts. Yes, and all different kinds of martial arts, too. So maybe yep. it, could, it could be considered... Maybe it could be considered like a, a Western animation with an Eastern sensibility. Oh well, definitely, definitely, it's Something definitely like that. that. For sure. Yeah, I'm, 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 I, I love it, and I'm going to say that at least part of its heart is from the East. Yeah. If, if not most of it from the West, but it's, it's a. I'm going to say this: it is one of the best cartoons I've ever seen. Yeah, I would agree. It, it it absolutely respects its audience and its source material and it makes an an incredible hero's journey because of it. Huh. So is there anything Apparently like... there is Chinese animation. Well there is, but it's not very prominent. Yeah. So is there anything you guys are watching now that you really want to talk about? Um let's see well yes. I actually <laughs> I actually just finished watching, like, literally, like, on Monday. Um, Devil is a part-timer. <gasps> Me too! I finished that, that last week. It was fucking wonderful. I loved it, that show so much. I loved it, too. I thought the premise was really unique, and I liked... Um, yeah. I just thought it was, like... it. 
it had a really good mix of like comedy and like some action and some seriousness, but I thought it was just, it was a really fun short ride. It was like short and sweet and I loved it. Yeah. I kind of wanted there to be more though. And that, yeah, it was just, it was, it was really like, um, it's, it's sort of, it was sort of a really fun, like blending of, of all these different genres actually. Cause, cause like on the one hand it's, it's, it's a guy trying to, trying to make it as a as a fucking McDonald's wage slave. So it's got so it's got that kind of slice of life aspect to it, but it's also got the fantasy stuff and and, and some shown in thrown in there as well. It's just it's it was really brilliant. Really yeah. really written. like the the like the the writing was the, the dialogue was just absolutely stellar, really hilarious. It was interesting. It was like a fall from power. Like it was like you go from, oh, I'm Satan, ruler of the underworld, to oh, I'm flipping burgers. <laughs> I thought it was really funny, and I thought it was cute. Um, the 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 little like jokes at the very beginning, like when they're like, oh, Katsudun, and then they brought it back yeah, up at the very yeah. end. I was like, oh, yeah, so funny. Uh, I've been. Sort of been on anime hiatus for the time being because I haven't had the time to sit down and watch it. But um, I think the last thing that I was I ended up watching for any extended period of time was Kill la Kill. Mm, yeah. Which yeah. Uh, it's it tears me apart inside because it's a good story and I absolutely love it. But of course, it's a it's a Gainax piece, so everybody is clad in the tiniest bikinis they can find. But the, the, the difference with that, though, is that is is with in Kill the Kill at least, they that was actually sort of a major plot point. That was there was a point to it, well, and they actually and they actually and they actually sort of made fun of it. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's why I, that's why I'm able to deal with it is because it's so self aware, um, and it's just like it, it's like Gurren Lagann where. Gurren Lagann was utterly stupid in places, but because it was so self-aware, it was not just tolerable, but fun. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not surprising, because they were actually made by the same people. Like, like mm-hmm. not just Gainax, but like the same, same oh, yeah. director and, and everything. But what I really love about it is, like, they took the sensibility of just, like, an old... Um, Akira Toriyama kind of... I'm sorry, not Akira Toriyama. I'm mixing up my directors. Um, Akira Kurosawa? There we go. Akira Kurosawa. Uh, yeah, um, there we go. Definitely. They took it like an Akira Kurosawa kind of samurai film, mm. and they've made it into an anime about clothes. Yep. It's brilliant. Yeah, it was yeah. absolutely... That would be up there in my personal favorites of all time. Yeah, the last show um, I actually just finished. It's um, Beyond the Boundary or Kill Kaino Kanata. You are not allowed to tell me anything about that show because I am still watching it. Oh, okay. I won't. I won't spoil anything. But like, I really, really, really love it. Like, I really enjoyed it. Um, I thought like the way it presented the world was interesting because it's like. Um, it almost kind of reminded me of Dot Hack Sign in a way where like the way they presented it, it was like they didn't reveal everything like right away. It was kind of like they kept you in the dark, like you, the viewer in the dark, but like 
the way the characters were interacting, they were just like, oh, well, they know everything and it's normal. But you're kind of sitting there, like, trying to figure it out, like, oh, what are they talking about? What's the spirit world? Um, why are they collecting these stones? Why are they doing this and that? And it was it was really interesting to kind of, like, piece things together. And it was, it was fun that they did it like that. And um, the other thing I thought was really unique about was the animation style is gorgeous. Oh, God, it's, yeah. It's, um, yeah, yeah. The, the animation is just, it's gorgeous. Like, the fight scenes and everything, like, it's just really, it's really fluid. I think the 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 camera and the art style, it's very, it's it's very seamless. Like, all the actions and, like, everything and in, in, in the fight scenes. Um, and it has a really weird sense of humor. It's, like, very quirky. Um, but it's, like, I kind of like it. It's, like, there's, there's parts of it where it's, like, really super serious. And then... You know, you have, like, one of the, like, long-running jokes of the series. Mirai says, who you kindest for the thousandth thousand time? But it's just, it's it's cute like that. And it's it really surprised me. I, just, I like it because um, every single one of the characters is likable. And, mm-hmm. like, you immediately like all of them. Just, like, even when they're, like, weird. Because they're all fucking weird. But that actually makes them more adorable instead of yeah. less. How far have you gotten? I don't want to spoil anything. Um, I've gotten past, like, I'll tell you the exact episode. It's the episode where they're fighting the dude on the rooftop, and if they don't do, like, a potter-potter dance, then he sprays <laughs> them with stink juice. I love that episode. That was such a great episode. I just, I just love it when they, like, train for months to get this guy, and then, like, when they finally do, they're just like, we forgot to figure out who's going to actually kill it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and, and I have to say, anybody who fights with a scarf as a weapon, like, instant win. Like, just saying. <laughs> I, I, like, li- I, like, I like all the powers. Like, it reminds me of... So cool. Uh, like, I like all the ideas for the powers. Like, it's like Kakaishi where all the powers are really neat ideas, except where Kaishi was a fucking mess, um, Beyond the Boundary is very tight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another series with, with a lot of really interesting powers, actually. I actually kind of wanted to mention this earlier, but I, but I got distracted, because um, we were talking about Shonen series. And um, it's um, Hunter x Hunter. It's... Um, it's it's actually what I would consider the best, my personal best shonen series. It's um, it's got a very basic like setup, very typical shonen setup where it's where it's a boy who becomes who wants to become a hunter, which which there's like lots of different kinds of hunters. Like the, they basically have um, blue exorcist. No, 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 no. Hunter X Hunter. Oh, okay. No, I, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, it's um, but yeah, it's it's another one where the, where the where like all the characters are really likable. Like this, my favorite though is is um is Kiloa. He's this, he's basically a completely normal twelve year old boy, except he he just happens to happens to be in a family with uh, in a family where everyone is is a, is, a, is an assassin. And yet, and yet, despite his his completely fucked up upbringing, he's actually the most stable and stable and like together person in the show. 
It's really, it's really great. But there's, I but really there's all... like Shonen the Barbarian. Boo, boo. <laughs> you, you are banished to the dad joke realm. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a few Shonens that are, that are pretty good. Yes, I did. Um, but it's just interesting because like. It's 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 one of those where like it just whenever you expect it to like follow the shonen pattern, yeah, it always it always breaks it somehow. Like 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 like, like there's an arc where um where where there where there's an, it's an actual tournament arc because mm-hmm. the because the main character and Kilo going and Kilo are trying to are trying to get stronger so that they can um touch buttons. yeah and pretty much but um. But they're but they're trying to get stronger. But but what winds up happening is is like they get to a certain point, like they, they climb they keep climbing the ranks, climbing the ranks, and they get to a point, and they just say, you know what, I'm done. We're just I think we've 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 done we've done what we came here to do. We're good, and they leave. <laughs> they go off and do something else. So you know what anime was a lot like that, where like every time you thought it was going to conform to expectation, it just took a left turn completely. Um, I don't know if anybody here has seen Star Driver. Digimon. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. that was very much like that too. That was very fun. I enjoyed that one. My favorite one was just like he spends like the whole anime, and people are like, "Oh, what are you going to do if you see your father?" And he's like, "Oh, I'll probably punch him in the face." So like. His like he doesn't know who his dad. Is, or we think he doesn't know who his dad is, but we know who his dad is. And then his dad shows up on the beach, and is like ready to shake his hand. And like, we're like, oh, here's the moment where the villain tricks the hero into doing his bidding. And then like Takato just hauls off and smacks him in the face, and that's hilarious <laughs> because you know exactly why he's doing it. <laughs> like every every time you think that you have somebody's motives figured out or you know what's going to happen because you've seen a thousand anime before. Like it just, it completely goes off the other way. Yeah, exactly. And the, and there was also this, but my favorite arc is actually one of the most, not the most recent arc, but the second most recent arc. It's, it's, it's called the Chimera Ant arc or the Chimera Ant arc, depending on how you decide to pronounce Chimera. But um, It's Chimera. Yeah, I know, but, but they pronounce it Chimera in the series. So, but um, but anyway, it's um, but it's just it's really interesting because it's about this species of ant that can that can absorb um, traits from creatures that it eats, from things that it eats. So the, and so, so eventually, it, of course, it, it's the, the whole the whole thing is about is about evolution, and they and they and basically they eventually evolve into human like into human like creatures, and they start eating people. Oops, because they're trying to form like the perfect the, the, the queen is trying to form the perfect king by taking all the best traits of all these people. So I had to think of a magical girl anime that I really like besides Sailor Moon. Because I think I'm just going to be here talking about Sailor Moon if I get into Magical Girl anime. Madoka Magica. Um... See, Madoka Magica is a weird exception to the rule, and I don't like to use it as an example of what the Magical Girl genre has to offer. Because um, 
Well, it kind of is because it, it kind of shows by like by because I mean the whole thing is basically an inversion of of normal magical girl stuff. Well, that's that's the point. Well, it's an inversion. It's not what usually happens in a magical girl anime. I can give you a magical girl anime that is very much seems like it's stereotypical, but ends up not being like that. Um, Princess Tutu. If any of y'all seen oh, that? Oh yeah, that one's a really good one. It's so good and it's so unique. Like even from the start, like from the start, it seems a little cliched, and you think, oh, it's gonna be like this because they basically laid it out like, um, you know, Muto's the prince, Duck is is the superhero, um, Rue is Princess Crazy and the villain, blah blah blah. And it's all laid out, and you know, it's it seems really cliche, but then. The further you long you watch it, you're just like, oh no, no! Like it, it takes a really interesting turn, um, and even the setting itself and the way they set it up was kind of unique because um, of all the ballet elements they drew in. And if you're like a huge classical music fan, like I am, like oh, yeah. I loved how each episode had its own theme. Yeah, um, like nice. the episode where they focus a little more on Rue. Um, and showed her transforming into Princess Crahey, and they had a, that that episode was um, pictures at an ex- exhibition. I had chills like the entire episode, like it was just so good. And each episode like had its own theme, like that it was just awesome. Like oh, one of my favorites. There was another Magical Girl epi- uh, anime that I thought really did um, did itself justice. Uh, um, Revolutionary Girl Utena. I yeah. was just thinking that. I was just thinking that. Honestly, I've always kind of had trouble like categorizing that as a magical girl because it it had some of the tropes, but it was different enough that I didn't really consider it that. It I'm was... I'm shoving it in there because it's a girl who goes through a magical transformation sequence at some point. Yeah, but that's like it. Like everything else, like all the other normal tropes, they're not there. It's all. Well, oh, and she's in high school or junior yeah. high. So that's like it. <laughs> that's those are the only two things. And, and I mean, but um, but actually, my what I, what I think is actually one of my personal favorite. Well, two of my favorites. They're but they're both by Clamp, um, Card Copper Sakura, Magic Knight Ray Earth. I did like Magic Knight Ray, like Ray Earth, but I think in both cases, I like the manga much better than I like the anime. I was just gonna say that about Cardcaptor Sakura. I love the manga, but the anime—it's like I can't win, no matter what the language I watch it in. I hate watching it, and it's in the original Japanese, just because Sakura's Hi. voice is so grating and it's irritating. Because every other second she's just like, <laughs> like, uh, it's just I can't. And then the English—it's like her voice is a lot more tolerable. And most of the other characters' voices are a lot more tolerable, but they butchered up the storyline so much that it's like I can't even watch it. So like I have Fox to, like, Kids' version of Escaflone. Yes. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, I was just gonna say I just remember I just remember that uh, there was an anime series that I actually did watch regularly. I totally forgot about it. It's called Digimon. You ever seen that? Oh yeah! Yes, <laughs> yes. We've seen Digimon. Uh, I loved it until the the I fourth season, and the fourth season was really awful, and I yeah. stopped there. Yeah. At some point, they were like, "Digimon should be Power Rangers." 
We're like, yeah. no, can we have Digimon? And they're like, no, Digimon should be Power Rangers. Yeah. It was just yeah. so unfortunate. It went from my all-time favorite season, season to, like, three. the absolute worst. Like, ugh. I own season three. Season three is amazing. I love yeah. it. Awesome. I can sit there and, like, I'm like, oh, my God, so many influences in you, season three. Because you were made by uh, Mr. Konaka, who is usually head writing for a lot of horror anime. So I don't know how he got hooked up with Digimon, because he wrote um, he wrote all of season three, and he wrote a couple episodes for season two. He wrote the one that everyone remembers from season two, the one about the Dagomon. Mm-hmm. And then I think he wrote the Daemon Core, but I could be wrong. He basically wrote everything that was good about Season (laughs) 2. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Season 2, you ramshackle mess. That was the one with the Digimon Emperor, right? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. That was the best part of Season 2, was the whole Emperor... Yeah, that was the best part of season two was the Digimon Emperor arc, and I'm gonna I'm gonna blow your minds by telling you that that was the first third of the season. Yep. And the rest of the season, honestly, you could just miss it. Then he turned to be yeah, like nothing happened. Like I rewatched it, and the second season, I'm like sitting, I'm like what? (laughs) There's no plot. (laughs) Like until until Venomiotismon shows up out of absolutely bloody who nowhere like it's just it's just not good yeah season yeah. season 1 was amazing i still love season 1 yeah I like yes season i like season 1 the best cuz season 1 has izzy and izzy is amazing yes yes and mimi and i i love mimi i'm sorry i love mimi too like most people hate her, but I I love her because she was the like one with the cowboy hat, right? Yeah, she was the one with the cowboy hat. Yep. I think she had interesting character development. Her and Sora. Both. Yeah. I think Sora sadly had like the least development out of the whole like Digidestin crew. Sadly, because like yeah, she it was really just one conflict. It was just like my mom doesn't want me to play soccer, but I play soccer well, anyway. It's... And she had the whole the whole thing where it was like she focused more on everybody else but didn't give herself enough attention. Yeah, but that all stemmed from the same it, place. It yeah. all stemmed from the mom won't let me play soccer place. Yeah. I was really disappointed with the second season when she was like, oh, well, I'm doing, you know, girly things now. I was like, oh. I'm playing Whatever. tennis. <laughs> yeah, totally. Girls can't play soccer. Tennis for me. Like, okay. Well, she became a fucking, like, fashion designer. Yeah, really. Like, I'm like, I'm like, really? You gave her the fashion design and Mimi a cooking show? A cooking show, yeah. I'm like, when the fuck did Mimi cook? (laughs) It it could be worse. Matt became a motherfucking astronaut somehow. I don't know why or how, but he fucking did. And then Ken and Yoli married... <laughs> that I'm okay with. Yeah, because that yeah. at least was a little set up. Yeah, although it was yeah. weird when I rewatched the second season, I was kind of like, I don't know if I like Yoli or not. I've wanted her to die in a fire. I really did. Yeah, it was like she took all the. 
her personality was basically all the worst qualities of both Sora and Mimi. Yeah. Because she was technically supposed to be, like, a mix of them, but it was like she had all the, like, horrible qualities from both. Of of all the new characters in season two, only Ken was tolerable because yeah. Co- Cody sounds like he smokes six packs a day, <laughs> and he was oh, grandfather, grandfather on her. Like it was just like, okay, you're what six? Just relax. <laughs> like, I, it, the voice acting in season two was like extra. Oh god, season two. Whew. <laughs> like just the costumes alone. Just the costumes alone. Cause it was like I don't know what the hell Ka- uh Kari was supposed to be wearing. <laughs> like she wears like fingerless but like fingerless gloves that go above the elbow and like this weird sort of like I'm my hairline is receding. Do <laughs> yeah, it's, I, it's still not season four though. I really like the... <laughs> uh, season four was probably as low as you can go because then it just like it descended into like it's always been kind of trope based, but season four was like let's abandon any and all conscious decisions and just make this entirely trope based. Yeah. And the thing I didn't like about season four, too, is that it, well, all the seasons kind of suffer from it. It's more obvious in one than anything. But in season four, it ended up being like, oh, the main two characters are more powerful than everybody else, and everybody else is useless. Like, I hate, I hate that in any anime. Yeah. The the characters were just all annoying, and especially Zoe and her whole thing. She was just like, Oh my god, I'm a white girl, and I'm in Japan, ugh. Like, I've seen that used a lot better mm-hmm. in, like, other anime, like, and other games, like, um, Lisa Silverman and Persona 2 is a better example of that, but that's another story, but yeah, they're just all annoying. It's just so, it was so boring. Like, all of it was boring, like, it's like, okay, the, like, I can tell that, like, the like we've done this before but more intelligently like the wolf dude is going to be the loner because a lone wolf ha 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 and you know <laughs> like the fat kid is going to be fat and he's going to have food with him at all times and the little yeah. kid is going to be annoying and cry constantly and and the girl's like oh my god nails oh my god guys multi and just oh. Molto Bane. Season 5, I was... I've never seen it, but I am curious because it's, it's a little different. Is that Savers? That's... Yes. Mm-hmm. Savers or Data Squad, depending uh, on what you want to call it. I've heard nothing but terrible things. <laughs> really? Like, it's, I've heard that, like, the, the Digi Dustin literally just punches Digimon in the face for no goddamn reason. <laughs> like, I, it, it's... it's what? I think I think um, Cross Wars or Fusion Digimon Fusion was like the first time I've heard anything positive about the season, and yeah. and the, I, the I, everything I, good I've heard apparently halfway through the season they just ditch their main protagonist and get a new one, mm-hmm. and apparently everybody hates him. So nice. That's 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 how you do that, I guess. Um, so. 
Like, I'm really, I'm really, I would really like a nice, but apparently in Fusion, everybody, all the, all the goggleheads show up for a meet and greet for some reason. I don't fucking know. Yeah, they all like come back. It's kind of weird. Yeah, if I gotta, if I gotta stick by a Digimon season, I'm going with three. Same. It, it started out the best. It, the middle I was like great. It. Yeah, it started out the best. It, it, it had the best middle. Um, its ending was probably one of the most heart-rending end- endings to a, a a show I've ever seen. I can't I can't think of like because I'm like I'm like sitting there, 14 years old, watching Digimon Digimon in in the early morning, just like trying not to weep. Sadly, we are out of time, and this is concluding our two-part animation exploration. I would like to thank everybody for being here with me tonight. Thank you very much, Jonathan, for co-hosting. Uh, you're welcome. I would like to thank uh, our guests for being here for not just one, but two parts of Bear Pile. Thank you very much, Tyler. Thank you for having me. It was fun to to just explore with you guys. Mm. And I would also like to thank our no longer Bear Pile virgin, Danny. Thanks, it was fun. Excelente. Well, uh, as always, you guys can find our work on the Geeky Bears website. I think if you guys, you know, popped in there occasionally, threw some money Adam's way, we might be able to get Jonathan some recording equipment that uh, involves headphones and not panicking. It might be fun. So go there, drop us a few dollars in the donation box if you enjoy hearing this so we can improve. And uh, as always, we will be here in a couple weeks' time with something equally geeky and berry to talk about. But until then, bye-bye, bears. Fall over, baby. You went out there. Are you okay? Do you need us to call life alert? Have you fallen? You can't get up. What's wrong? Because, like, we're saying something, and then 20 minutes later, you're responding, accompanied by, like, bangs and crackles. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> So, you get it in post. Yeah, I, 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 trust me, I'm planning on fixing most of this in post. <laughs> uh.